Welcome to Kingdom.Think because you are royalty. That's why it's worth listening to Kingdom.Think because I know you're royalty and we need to get into the Bible on a daily basis to be reminded because this earth has made us kind of blinded and made us forget our royalty. And digging through the Bible, we're going to get glimmers and glimmers of that and then we're going to know our place in the kingdom. We are going to cover a lot of chapters today. We have Genesis 5, 6, and 7, Psalms 3, and Matthew 3. I don't know why it's three chapters today. Maybe because the story of Noah is so juicy. Okay, well, on chapter 5, we go... I suggest you don't really skim over it because it's really interesting to read the genealogy of where Noah came from. And there is... But when you read through this, um, you're going to see at the very end... Verse 24, uh, really it's verse 21 where he's introduced. So in Adam's bloodline, um, I believe, yes, in Adam's bloodline, he had a son way, way down the line of genealogy named Enoch. Enoch had lived 65 years and he became uh, the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully and with God for 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. Boom. Isn't that the coolest thing? So Enoch actually escaped death. The Bible confirms that Enoch really never died. He was like taken, just taken up to heaven. Um, so I think that's very interesting. And he was the father of Methuselah. Now, who is Methuselah? Methuselah had Lamech, and Lamech had Noah. Noah, you know, like God's favorite, so much so that he's the only one who survived during the flood. So we go into chapter 6, where the flood is actually happening. But before we get there, I just want to point out something. And you can go peruse this on your own, dig your, do your own digging, pray about it, ponder on it. I don't really know, but verse 4, it mentions the Nephilim, Nephilims, the Nephilims were on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old and men. Who are we talking about there? I don't really know, but it's something worth pondering on. Who are we really talking about? We're talking about kings and big dignitaries or are we actually talking about creatures you know is that where Goliath came from who knows very interesting but wickedness came across the land as we know the story and it was so bad that God had to destroy humankind but the only one he left was Noah and Noah's three sons Shem Ham and Japheth and their wives and he basically gave Noah instructions on how to build the ark, how to get the animals in, and told him that he's going to flood the earth, but he's going to keep his sons and himself and his wife. Very interesting. Now, I know a lot of people are don't, don't totally approve of this movie, but it was very interesting. There's a movie out called Noah. A lot of things do not apply and don't make sense. Like in the movie, only one of the sons had a wife. That's not accurate. There's a lot of things that aren't accurate, like these these rock monsters. But here's the thing that was very interesting. When I read this chapter in the Bible, it's hard for my brain to comprehend how bad the world was that God would literally destroy mankind. So I watched the movie 
And all of a sudden, I had a new vision of how bad mankind could really be and what Noah must have gone through. Um, Also, in the movie, it says Lamech was killed when Noah was a child. I don't know if that's true. It doesn't say that here in this chapter. It does say that in the movie. Now, remember, it's a movie. So they're trying to create drama and they have to have their climactic moments. So two of the sons did not have wives and that created some drama. It's just a movie. However, it did give me a window into what mankind must have looked like that God would actually destroy it. Very interesting. So then we moved into chapter seven, where we actually go through the flood. We talk about Noah, how he lived 600 years. Um, The waters flooded the earth for 150 days. For 150 days. Yes. Very detailed. Very interesting. Let's move on to Psalms. We are at Psalms. um, What did I say? We are Psalms three. Now, sometimes... It's just so beautiful. It just needs to be read. And this is one of those times. So here we go. Psalms 3. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying to me, uh, saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake up again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear through ten thousands, though ten thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessings be on your people. Sometimes there is no interpretation necessary. It's just so beautiful. That is definitely a verse worth going to when you're in times of stress or um, you just need some comfort, some power, some strength. That's a really great verse to go to. So now we're at Matthew 3. Matthew 3 is when John the Baptist comes on the scene. Now, um, we know about John the Baptist, but I love this part because I love the description of how he dressed. John's clothes were made of camel's hair and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from... So basically, if you read this, you're like, well, he was kind of scrappy. He was kind of scrappy, almost like a hippie. Reminds me of, um, you know, somebody chilling at the beach in Santa Cruz, um, dreadlocks and... Anyways, I thought that was very interesting. Um, so he's he's basically baptizing people. Um, okay, repent to the... He's baptizing people and then Jesus comes along and basically John the Baptist does not want to baptize Jesus. He says, I am not worthy to baptize you. But then Jesus says, this is the way it has to be done. Probably so people can see. Because remember, Jesus is God in human form on earth, and we are to model him. So everything he does, we're to model. So a lot of the things he did, he didn't need to do, but it was our way of saying, okay, this is how you do something. This is how you do something. So Jesus says, no, you have to baptize me. And here's the coolest part. After he comes up from the water, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and a lightning, a light, a lightning on him, a lightning on him and a voice from heaven. 
So now we audibly hear a voice from God. So yes, God speaks. It's not just a nudging or sometimes God actually speaks. A voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Very cool. So a lot of times people doesn't that people think God doesn't actually audibly speak. As you'll see in the Old Testament, he actually does. You know, when God speaks to Moses at the burning bush, when he speaks to uh, Moses up in the mountain, there are times when God speaks, and this is one of them. So those are our chapters. All right. This was, uh, we covered Genesis 5, 6, and 7, Psalms 3, Matthew 3. We are moving right along, and it just gets better and better. Have a super day.